Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden mother and crone. Looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hello and welcome back. I'm your hostess, Kristen, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Amber and Cindy. Hello. Hey. And uh, if this is your first time joining us, we're glad to have you here. If you are returning, then welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back every Wednesday to listen to our post. Yay. We're yeah. so glad to have you. Welcome so, back. Yeah. Today, um, I am introducing the topic called the 70% rule. Also might be heard of as a 70% method. And we're not talking about financial topic like i don't even know what that one is i just yeah, see a lot of videos yeah investment, an investment right. rule yes. mortgaging and stuff like yeah, that yeah buying yeah. a house not that so i'm not all that good about numbers either so i'm not talking about math either <laughs> 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 there's a lot of videos out there if you uh, search <laughs> it you might find a bunch of other videos about mortgage and stuff like that so today we're talking about a video that i stumbled across and the reason i came across it was because i was actually searching for ways to stop procrastinating i have a huge problem with procrastinating and i always have i wasn't exactly sure like what it is that causes it in me but i tend to like avoid uh projects and working on things and uh, honestly, like I have several goals on my cultivate what matters that I haven't even barely like scratched the surface on because <laughs> yeah, I have been too, yeah. too. like, been I there, guess, avoiding them. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what what is wrong with me? Like that I procrastinate all the time because there's obviously like people say there's type A and type B personality types. And so I went on YouTube and I literally just typed in ways to stop procrastinating. And I came across this video and I wanted to share it. It's a quick uh, 10 minute video. You guys can watch it at home. We'll link it on the podcast uh, blog link that uh, has heard already it on, heard yeah, it on the podcast. Heard it on the podcast. So check it out. Yeah. It's by uh, this guy. His name is Struthless. S-T-R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S. And uh, he has a lot of really good videos, uh, real short. It's only 10 minutes. It won't take a lot of your time, but it's jam-packed with a lot of uh, good info nuggets. And um, the video is actually called Advice for Perfectionists and Procrastinators, the 70% rule. And I immediately was like, oh, that's totally me. I'm a perfectionist and a procrastinator. And I thought, okay, obviously he thinks there's something to do with the both of them. So... Uh, he basically breaks down what causes procrastination and how he overcomes it by this rule that he calls the 70% rule. I believe he calls it 70% rule on the video, but in my mind, I keep calling it a method because to me, it's something I need to practice, not something I need to obey, if that makes sense. So in my mind, I keep telling myself it's a 70% method. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about it and see what your thoughts were on it and just kind of break down what he says in the video. So the 70% rule, you're probably like, what is it? Go ahead. Tell us, Kristen. So yes, he is please. talking about actually doing the thing 
that you're procrastinating doing instead of being a perfectionist about it. And he says instead of doing like this one time and being perfect at it, do it the best to your ability without being so concerned about it being perfect and you will at least get it done. Okay, and I'll break it down into another video and I wish I could tell you the other video, but there's kind of like a moral story that goes with it. So I'll explain the moral story too. The thing that he does is before he completes or starts a project, not before he completes it, before he starts a project, he asks himself, can I make this perfectly? And then he answers that question, which is obviously no, because no, nobody's, nobody's perfect. Yeah. And... Then he asked himself, can I do it 70% greatness? And uh, he's actually, you know, talking in reference to like his YouTube channel. He's like, okay, I need to make a video about tacos, right? And can I make a video about tacos perfectly? And no. No, nobody could. I mean, there's <laughs> so much to put in about tacos, right. right? But can he produce a video that's... 70% awesome, right? Yes, yes. anyone can. Because right. 70% is acceptable. That's passing That's in school. That's a passing grade in school, yes. Exactly. Yes. So his idea was being content with anything over 70%. 70% or, or, or better. above. Okay. But not, but not like beating yourself up about it if it's 99%. If, or even 80. Right. So say for instance... You have a beautiful personality. You're a wonderful person. You do a lot of great things for the community and you're kind to others and you're a good steward of the earth, but you bite your nails. That does you have not, a flaw. That does not mean that you're a bad person, right? Exactly. Right. Why beat yourself up because of this one little flaw, right? Mm -hmm. It's only a small piece of your personality type mm -hmm. that you're susceptible to biting your nails and yeah it's not healthy or uh, attractive looking but you don't beat yourself up about it right? right you're still a wonderful person so just thinking about it in that perspective yes you can do everything at 70 percent and be happy with that and content um the moral and then i'll let you guys talk <laughs> i promise <laughs> the little moral story i wish i could find the video um, I have scoured my YouTube history and I cannot find it. So I don't know where I saw the video, but um, another person was explaining it. I was probably intrigued by this guy's video. And then I went on and found other ones. So I challenge you, if you find it, let me know. Um, someone was explaining the 70% rule in practicality. So say you have two guys and they are clay pot makers. And you have guy A and guy B. Guy A is just making pots. He knows he's not perfect and he accepts that he's making them at 70%, right? And uh, Guy B is obsessed with making the perfect pot. Like so many of us are whenever we want to oh, create yeah. something. So Guy B will work and work and work at this one pot to make it perfect and maybe he does create a perfect pot or he gets really close 99 percent but he only has one pot made because he spent so much time making that one perfect pot and then he might get a little bit better but the next pot that he makes instead of spending like a whole day making the pot he might spend 
you know, one hour less time because he's because he's learned a little bit from his process. Yeah. Right. Well, guy A goes, well, I'm not great at it, but I'm going to keep trying and keep trying and I'll keep making pots. And the first ones that come out might not be like worth selling to a customer, but he will learn quickly from his mistakes and improve over time with experience. And so guy A, who continues to make pots and just makes himself make more and more. And he also gets faster the longer. He gets the longer. faster. Yes. And at, at the point where he gets to being really good at it, he's able to make a whole lot of perfect pots, whereas guy B is still making only one a day. Right. So that was um, a little moral story about how just doing it, um, instead of, procrastinating to make the perfect one just practicing and doing will get you better at it and I think about people who draw because a lot of people say well like I'm not very good at drawing so they don't practice drawing people right. who draw people, draw a lot people who the draw, same with writing who, really well, exactly no, yes any anybody uh who is creating like drawing if you are good at it it is because you have practice just like learning an instrument learning that's what I to tell sing. my students when we're learning writing, writing. You know, like it's it's not what you write it's that you write and that you have the practice so I keep a little hashtag above my board in my classroom write every day yeah so my students come into class and they know that they are going to have to write for at least 10 minutes of the class yeah mm-hmm. I've, I've I actually had a college professor who said you should write if you want to be a writer you have to write every day yeah. and we came into class every day and she would have a prompt on the board and yeah, that's we kept what I a do. journal yeah. and we wrote every day whatever that prompt was you had to write you know, a paragraph or a page or whatever, but it was just like whatever came off your head. It didn't have to be perfect. You're just doing it because in the doing, you get better. That did Kristen didn't our college our college English professor that <laughs> we have had, the, didn't she do the same thing? She may have been the same one I had. Uh-huh, yes, <laughs> I, I, I was like I that's know. at South Plains College. Right. So yeah. <laughs> Kristen and I had the same college professor as well. I think uh, she made us do that also. Yeah, Keep she a did journal. make us write and stuff. I don't think she made us turn in our journal writings. I can't remember. I always struggled with that part because I didn't want people to see what I wrote. Like. Yeah, And that's the perfectionist in me mm-hmm. because I didn't want people to see my failures mm-hmm. and judge me. And I realized, oh, my gosh, this is so me. Like, that's why I procrastinate because fear of judgment. And yes. that's actually one of the things that he talked about. One of the main reasons where perfectionism comes from is shame. Yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. yeah, people don't want to sing out loud because they don't want people to know judge they, how, to they judge sing, how they sing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, I think so too. But Absolutely. in order to perfect your tone and you have, you have to, to your sing range every day practice because every if you day. don't sing every day, your range actually diminishes. Yes, yes. So interesting that word uh, was something that he talked about the law of diminishing return. So we we just talked about his first um, way that he overcomes perfectionism and procrastination, which is actually like. Um, He calls it lowering the barrier to entry, which is actually just doing it, making yourself do it, even though, uh, you know, accepting that it's just 70 percent. So first step is acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) The law of diminishing return is 
this one is better explained on a graph, so I recommend that you just watch the video. Um, but he's talking about three different uh, people, and you have someone who's just like barely puts any time into something, and they produce, you know, something half cocked. Mm-hmm. And then you have the person who's like right in the sweet spot, um, who puts a little bit more time into something. And so they get a better value for or better quality of whatever project mm-hmm. it is. And then there's the last person who spends an over amount of time. Is that a word? Over amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time. Too much time. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Sometimes the words are just like simple words right there. I could just yeah. grab. But <laughs> so he... This other guy uses way too much time trying to perfect something and actually has a lower quality product. And I really think about that in terms of like some pieces of artwork you might look at and go, wow, that's a masterpiece. Could you imagine if the artist had continued putting paint on that painting? They probably would have made it worse. Worse, Yes. Because sometimes you can overwork. Yes. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And, And I think about that sometimes with scrapbooking. Sometimes I'll be like, trying to add more things to the page and Mm -hmm. it's gone beyond it is it is really too much you got too many stickers and too much glitter and sometimes (laughs) it overshadows the pictures which is the sweet spot right yes so thinking about it that way do you guys have any other ones besides like your writing any other hobbies or work things where you think that that 70 percent would help or where you can see that. Well, I, um, I know my writing. I overwork yeah. my writing a lot. And sometimes something that should be like a quick and easy email oh, yeah. or something uh-huh. like that will wind up taking me two hours or to Or like write. rereading it over and over. Oh, like, yes. did I like yeah. mess up this grammar? Especially if I'm sending oh. a work email. Oh, yeah. Like, did I? Because... It bothers me so much sometimes when they send when people send out a work email to everybody and it's just really horribly written and it's like did they not even proofread it just a little bit? See, that's you're afraid um, of. Yeah, I'm afraid of sounding like dumb. Of well, because she's like an bad, English teacher, yeah. she exactly. doesn't want to be judged as an English teacher. Exactly, yeah. bad See, it's associated and with shame. Yeah, me, with me, you know, same thing. I want, I want to sound like I know what I'm talking about, and I want to um, have that authority uh-huh. in my voice or whatever, and I, and I want to um, be well spoken or well written. Yeah. So I feel my, that way at work too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I was just saying, like, yeah, uh, like, back on to, like, uh, teaching and stuff, uh, lesson plans, like, I have the hardest time getting my groove at the beginning of the year, especially when they change the lesson plan format. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, it's so hard to get in the groove because I want it to be perfect. Yeah. I always want it to be perfect. And then, like, when I start banging it out and, like, submitting and submitting and finishing and finishing, I'm, I go back and I'm like, are they going to look at this and be like, is she dumb for saying this? You know, because, like, the, the more I get into the groove, the faster, I don't know, 70% or whatever, I just keep producing it. And I'm afraid that you know, secretly that they're going to go back and look and be like, does this 
this doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> you know. So you're well, afraid I, of producing it too fast and yeah. then being judged for giving yeah. a rush job. I, too. But I then I get in trouble if I don't produce it yeah, in a certain right. amount of it's time. damned so if you do, yeah, damned if you well, don't. And that's, much. That's, that's applies to the travel industry, too, because I get calls for um, quotes, you know, and people call for a quote. Well, they want something really quick. But if I spend too much time overthinking that, and trying to find the to perfect or whatever, they will go somewhere else or give up or whatever. So, so there's that. But at the same time, I also like, like we were talking about writing, like taking mm-hmm. that email that takes me two hours to write or that proposal or that blog post. Um, I will go through it over and over and over again to make sure that I am clearly understood because not only do yeah. I not want to be judged, I don't want to be misunderstood. Exactly. And, and I th- and I think that, you know, I'm very picky about words and my use of words because I want my words to be exactly what I want them to mean. Yeah. I have that same experience with work because I do have to send a lot of emails back and forth. And mine are usually for coaching opportunities with someone. So I want to be really particular about the words I choose because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or come off like, grouchy or rude or condescending Mm -hmm, or anything mm -hmm. like that I want it to be a positive experience where I'm giving out good feedback that they can use to Mm -hmm. grow with and so my biggest fear is that whenever I write um, an email and I say hey I listened to your call and this is my feedback for you you didn't do this Make sure you don't forget to do that. If I leave it simple and short and sweet like that, someone, my fear is that someone's going to be like, wow, she's mad at me. Or like, wow, that's all the feedback she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, from like the other, uh, my associates, I don't want them to think like, well, she just kind of like just ran through that and just stamped it out to right. say she did it. Yes. So I sit there and I'll toil over yeah, like, like the answer. Do I to, over email or do I under email? Yeah. And like, I always what over is email. The, like a. Uh, what is the happy medium? Yeah, I write always <laughs> over email. My supervisor told me one time not to write a novel. <laughs> uh, so. See, that's that's me. Yeah, every time I email back my boss and like I ask like a million questions, like he's like at the beginning of the school year, he was like, "Oh, do a, a little about me and post it on your door." So I emailed him back like a thousand questions. Does it need to be this, 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 this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Just an about me." And I'm like, do I need to make a poster? And he's like, if you want to. And I'm like, oh, I love making posters, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, he didn't need to know any of that. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's overcritical. You're just overthinking. Thank you. I'm like, I have no words today. I do that, too, because like when I'm, you know, the perfect example is like a group cruise, I've been uh, in communication with one of my groups. I've got a group cruise coming up. We've talked about it on the mm-hmm. on the oh, podcast yeah, the before, cruise. the Green Man yeah. Cruise. And when I was first talking to uh, Arthur, the the um, the organizer for this cruise, I I was sending him a lot of information because he doesn't know anything about cruising I don't think in fact I think he has never cruised before so I was sending a a lot of information about how it works because I wanted to make sure he understood and I know that my emails were really long and and he was completely overwhelmed with it because I had this long email with all this information 
but I felt like I had to, I just kept adding more stuff right. and adding more stuff. You could run stuff. a customer away with all the information. With all the information, right. It luckily I already had him signed up, you know, at that time, but, but yeah, it could easily become overwhelming. Um, but I was, I was anticipating his questions and answering them before he asked, before he asked and, and maybe, maybe it was better to not, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe it's better to just provide 70% of the information that he needs and wait that, and see what, and what be ready to that's quickly respond. That's a rule. really good rule. That way is to, really good. Like yeah. next time you're writing an email, take 25%. 70, percent or, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I can't math. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk oh, math. Oh no. She cannot math. No, she okay, cannot take math. Take 30% off of it. <laughs> okay. So this goes back to another thing. Um, and, and uh, it's attributed to Coco Chanel mm-hmm. um, and her, um, I, I don't know the exact quote, but the, the idea was that when you're accessorizing oh. your outfit, yeah. that you take off the last thing that you put on. You know, whenever we were um, learning about job interviews for teachers or just job interviews in college in general, they uh, there was like a rule to not wear too much jewelry yes, yes. to a job interview. And like, um, you know, take, like, if you're wearing jewelry, take at least three things off, unless you're just wearing one thing, of course. Right. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's what she she was talking about. You know, you've got your earrings, you've got your bracelets, you've got a brooch, you've got a necklace, you've got a purse, you've got a belt on your dress. Take one of them off. Just take one off. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of simplifies yeah. it down just a little. Right. It's like um, Mark Twain had kind of a similar quote. It was like if all, if something about taking a word out, oh. like you can always take a word out this when you are writing. This is true too. Um, yeah. and, and I you do that whenever that. you edit me. You're always taking out those taking little out extra, words. The extra words. Yeah, I'm well, doing the, the same thing words. with Cindy because word. Cindy's really bad at also adding those I do extra really defini- and extra I definitely whatever. do this or I really do this. I yeah. just or, do yeah. this. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm really, and I'm like Mark Twain in my mind. Simplify, take that word simplify, out. Take it out. Take it out. Yes. There's all, and I do that when I, when I edit you too and when yeah. I edit myself, um, I I will look at a sentence and I'll like I have to, or particularly if I have to do something within a certain number of words or a certain number of characters, yeah. I can always go back and find lots of things that I can just oh I can em- eliminate that word oh I can eliminate. Let me that. tell you, what is the most simple understood story in English that we all know? I am see um, spot run. and that kind of goes back to like making the jars right or making the clay pots yeah yes just get the basic sentences out and form the sentences and write right or just draw you can always go back and add yeah and you can go back and perfect the wrinkles on the smiley face and and the eyelashes that goes back to excel spreadsheets too Mm -hmm. you know just getting that basic don't don't worry about making it fancy oh, don't worry yes. just put the data do the numbers the, and the data do the first. numbers yeah, and the data that you back, need you know you and then take, you can yeah. always go back and add to it and make it look better or format it or because oh, you know add every more time, data that you yes every time you like make it all fancy and pretty then you find more columns that you need to add and then you have to go back and format those too yeah and you spend more time reformatting <laughs> already formatted oh, yes. spreadsheet trying oh, to make yes. it look pretty and yeah. then you get and this weirdly complicated spreadsheet that has all these formulas and with if you find one mistake it will mess up everything. Yeah. 
Yes. Mm. So yeah, I I uh I do that when I'm working yeah. mer- working mer- 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 when mer- I'm uh, making <laughs> <laughs> making. We all can't talk tonight. I know. When I'm oh, it's Mercury in retrograde. Grade. Oh, Mercury. Mer- <laughs> Mer- <laughs> you couldn't even say I that. Couldn't even say that. It's Mercury in retrograde. I'm pretty sure. So that's why we can't talk. That's why yeah, we can't okay, talk. Yeah, I, okay. I, I get that. Yeah, I. That was me yesterday at work. That makes sense now. Because I was trying to explain something and I was like, (laughs) and it was just like, and the kids were looking at me sideways like, what is she trying to say? (laughs) But um, yeah, when I'm making a worksheet for the kids, like I get hung up a lot on, ooh, you know, pretty font, this and this and this. And then I print it out and I'm like, ew, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Or you, you concentrate on making it look pretty, and then you realize you the left content, out the E in the middle of it. Yeah, I left out, like, or I misspelled something, or Priorities. I left something out. Yep. Right. Or you would spend all night, you know, like, stewing over it, trying to make it look fancy, and then you didn't have enough time to actually print it and deliver it to oh, the yeah. students. Oh, yeah. Had and that happen, too? Uh, yes, that I've had of, that happen. Yeah. Or I've spent time working on it, and then the boss or the whoever needed it decided not to use it, too. I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah that's why too. I didn't go into um, commercial arts. Yeah. Because I just, I couldn't, my heart was like, no, I would spend, spend so, so much, much time, time and then, yeah. So that's the moral of the story is don't spend so much time on it. Just give it yeah. a little bit less time and. So take yeah, it, taking that back make to it a the, rush job. taking just, that back to the perfectionism and the procrastination. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, like. A lot of times the reason we procrastinate is because we're afraid to start. Yes. Bing. On that video, bing, bing, bing. one of the, there was, like I said, there were so many things on his yes. video that I just, I couldn't tell you every little thing. Each sentence he said had something to take away. He used a blank piece of paper as a great example. Artists, you could think of a blank canvas as well. But uh, he was talking about... You have this perfect idea in your head of what it is that you want to execute, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to paint and you see this field or this memory or this still life in front of you that you want to draw or paint, right? Or a story that you want to write. It's in your head. It's perfect. It's great. But you haven't developed it out, right? Which is what you do on the paper. Mm -hmm. So you have this perfect piece of white clean unused paper it yes. is perfect it is because perfect it's by clean itself. And, yes right the moment that you put your pen to that paper it is no longer perfect right because you oh. are adding something to it and okay. that's the thought that we have is that fear is the moment that mm-hmm. i draw on that paper mm-hmm. it could be wrong and so that's why we hesitate because we're afraid of the first thing automatically being you know, wrong. And that imperfect. really comes back to when I first started scrapbooking in the early 2000s. Um, and, and I'm not talking, I, I actually have been scrapbooking my whole life, but in, in the traditional sense that we know it now, um, using acid-free papers and, you know, creative memories or whatever brands, all that these people new products, do, all these new yeah. products that came out, you know, start, I started that in the two, early 2000s. And I had been wanting to scrapbook for the longest time because I had done scrapbooks before 
they were nothing like the scrapbooks that you see today, but I, I wanted to make them. I thought they were a wonderful way to um, showcase my family histories. And I had all these photographs and I wanted to do it right. And I spent all this time cataloging my photos and getting them all in order and all this stuff, but I never stuck the pictures down on paper. And it was kind of a, I don't know where to start kind of thing. I don't know where to start. That question, that, that question of, I don't know where to start, mm -hmm. that comes from perfectionism. Right. And, and it's because you think it has to be perfect in and order to start. done in a certain order. And done in a certain, or done and in a certain order, which is a fallacy. That's the reason why I've never started scrapbooking because <laughs> I'm having, I've, yeah. But I, I actually got invited with a friend to go to a scrapbook party and they talked me into just bringing some pictures and just stick them down. And I did. And I wasn't entirely happy with it. In fact, I will tell you that several <laughs> yeah. years later, I came back and peeled those pictures up and redid it. Mm -hmm. But that act of just sticking the papers down, sticking the pictures down on the paper was enough to get me started and to get me over that hump of that fear of starting. Right. Because, And it's the same thing with writers. How many writers out there are there that, that have the perfect book in their head and they never start writing it because they don't know how to start and my my answer to that is you start in the middle right no yeah. writer ever starts with the first line of well I'm sure there are some there may be some that have a lot of stories like start in the middle yeah yes and yeah. You, you in medias res and oh there's actually a uh, saying for that yeah yes. yeah that's in, Latin, say it again yes. in media yes in medias res okay in the middle in the middle. Okay. So I, I often do that when I'm writing my blogs. If I have a point that I know I want to make, I'll start with that point mm -hmm. and I'll work my way around it or to it. Um, if that's what I, I usually do. Too, if I have yeah. a list, I will start with the list and then I'll build the, the introductory and the closing, you know, arguments to go with that. A lawyer, a lawyer who is presenting a case for a trial, be it the, um, defendant or the, prosecutor they don't start with the opening arguments well they yeah no they don't right they start gathering they start evidence yes. they research the evidence they find the meat of the story usually the opening argument and the closing are the last are just a things. summary those are just summaries that yeah but they're the last things that they put together yes before yeah they go into yes trial. in fact the closing argument they don't write until till it's time to close till it's time to close because they, they have know to, what they're going to say they have yeah. to come back to all of the things that they've that both sides have presented. So that's why you just, just start. It doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter if all you have is one word, you just start. And, and that's, that's true of just about everything. Mm -hmm. And, and that 70% rule is pretty awesome because you don't have to worry about it being perfect. It does not have to be perfect. It just has to be enough. And, yeah. and there's a, a common saying that we use often um, in our goals girl things um, and, and other, other situations, you are enough. You are enough. And yes. so once you get it through your head that you are enough and that anything you can do is enough, then just start. 
So I have this actual perfect um, quote that uh, I follow Vicki Freed, who is a vice president at Royal Caribbean International because, you know, I'm a travel agent. And so she sends out these little tips every day. And one of them that she sent the other day um, was this quote from Coach Benny from Rebel Fit. And it says, starting is what stops most people. Press play. Interesting. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it totally fits with this. Just start. I'm going to butcher it, but my supervisor always says, you don't make the shots you don't take. Oh, that's true also. That is true also. Yeah. She says something like that. Well, think about, I think, think about, about, you know, like shooting a basketball. Oh, yeah. Think about the basketball players. You know, they just, if they get an opportunity for a shot, exactly. they take a yeah, shot. Take the shot. Yeah. Take the shot. Don't take the shot. the ball. Yeah. Don't hog the ball. So, don't waste a good shot. Don't waste your shots. Yeah. Do a shot. Which kind of goes to like one of his things he's talking about um, just doing the 70% actually helps you finish projects. How many projects have you started that you haven't finished ever because oh, gosh. you're just like, I can't make it exactly what Weren't I Weren't we just doing a podcast about projects, projects, projects that we yeah. were working yeah. on? A while back, yeah. And we, no, it wasn't a while back. It was about five yeah, four or five episodes maybe yeah i can't and, uh, remember it wasn't that long like still working ago. on those projects by the way <laughs> same projects <laughs> yeah but but that you know that we're talking about things that we had hanging around for for forever and we haven't mm -hmm. even finished them you know so, right yeah but finishing does that um and that goes back to a, a dave ramsey thing also when he talks about his debt snowball he always says pick the smallest one first and pay it off so that you have that sense of a win because yes. that win will give you the motivation to keep going. I do that often with my power sheets um, because when I do my power sheets, I always have a mixture of, of big goals and little goals. And I usually try to find one of the small ones early on in the month to just do it and get it done. That way I have that automatic win. I've done something that was quick and easy and I finished it and um and sometimes that just gives me the impetus to just keep going that's his last one is it reinforces the truth so oh, okay that yeah. you know finishing the projects just reinforces to you that you can complete them and that you are successful and that you can move on to other things too especially if you know unfinished projects are keeping you from starting other projects because you're weighing your you know conscious down like oh i can't start this project because i never finished this one kind of thing just mm, do it get it over it. with yeah. move on mm -hmm. stuff like that um here's another perspective for thinking about the 70 percent rule and how you can apply it in your life say that you aspire to do uh, 100 push-ups can you this very moment how many of us can say we can just get down on the floor right now and do 100 push-ups <laughs> ha 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 right not me. not not a lot of people right only like some really actually people like, who have already fit. been doing push-ups exactly maybe. so in order to do a hundred push-ups you have to do one push-up the next day you might be able to just do one again and the next day but the third day or fourth day you might be able to do two push-ups mm -hmm. and then over time doing two push-ups every day you will then be able to do three and four and five and so mm -hmm. on and to the point where you look back and you go wow i can do 100 push-ups right yeah 
just start. It's like a running a marathon. Couch or, to 5K yeah, couch is to a really 5K good example of like that. Like a, you start out and you walk a little bit a day mm-hmm. and then you walk a little bit more. And then you get to the point where you can start running a little bit and walking. And then pretty soon you are running a 5K. Yeah. Well, it was not the, built in a day. Well, that's exactly. true also. I think everything applies to that. Absolutely. I really do. And I don't think it necessarily has to be 70% either. I think that's an arbitrary amount. Absolutely. Um, I think it's just, like I said, just do it. Just start. Nike, just do it. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> It, that is a, a recurring theme in all aspects of life. And even um, my Oracle cards, I have Oracle cards that talk about keep facing your true north. You know, you're not going to get there in one day. You're not going to, you know, maybe you feel like you're not getting anywhere. But as long as you keep facing your true north and you keep putting one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, Take another step, take another step. No matter how small those steps are, you will get where you're trying to go. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys all go and check out the video. And, again, that is going to be available. It is available now on the blog. Yes, it came it came out this morning uh, at the same time that the that this podcast will and launch. And the podcast yes. always has the same little uh, image on it, and it says "heard it on the podcast." Yes, any podcast we have, we should have. If we have, if there are if links, there, are there links will available. be a po- there will yep. be a blog for it because I do that every so week. So be sure to check it out. And again, if you are not reading the blog, you're only getting part of the story. Exactly. The so check out our blogs. All right. Um, next week, who's our hostess? That would be me. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we are talking about our spirit guides. Yes. And I want, uh, I am posing the question, who are your spirit guides? Um, this mm-hmm. is more than just a metaphysical question, but this yeah. is, um, uh, so that that's what we're talking about. And um, we'll find out who our spirit guides are. I think it'll be very interesting. Awesome. Look forward to it. We'd like to give special thanks to Red Door Studios and Creative Audio Tech for our music and recording equipment. We would also like to uh, say special thanks to our veterans and those who served as Friday is Veterans Day. Thank you. Thank you. And, of course, uh, we want to also thank our loyal listeners. I know there are several of you out there who... Uh, report back to us that you've listened to the podcast and you give us great feedback don't forget to give us uh, ratings and uh, share the podcast with your friends also that's it for now we will talk to you guys next week bye, bye. bye.